0: Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back for another episode of Creativity and Compliance. Today, we have with us a special guest, Ula Ubani. Chief Ethics and Conduct Officer for BMO Financial, who's going to share with us a creative integrity and speak up program that she and her team have developed. We will first of all welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me and Ron. So why don't uh, we start by you telling us a little bit about your role at BMO, uh, where you are in your compliance journey, and uh, we'll go from there.
0: So my role involves making sure that the, um, the organization's expectations rec- with respect to ethical behavior are understood across um, from, all, from all parts of, of the organization. We are a rather complex financial services company. We are based in Canada, more of a North American company, and we are multi-jurisdictional. So the work that my team does is we start with the code of conduct, and of course there's the required training, but beyond that, then how do you reinforce those, those ideas and, and what we need people to be doing on a regular basis? And then also, it, I pull it all the way through to trying to have an understanding and a handle of the impact of conduct on all of our, of, on all of our activities across the world. Oh, and you asked about maturity. So in, in terms of, of maturity, I, I would say we are fairly mature. We've been doing this for a while. I have been in this particular role since 2014 and uh, now we're at the point where always looking to build on what I would call the foundational or the basic elements of an ethics program. One thing that's interesting to note for us, for, for BMO Financial Group, is that in 2014, we separated ethics from compliance, so that's different. Than a lot of uh, companies that that you will meet, but the reason we did it at that time was we were trying to uh, develop an ability to focus on values and to focus on on decision making and and to separate separate the regulatory stuff because we we felt that there was probably space to look at things beyond just is this the right rule or, what, or is this the actual law? And then those kind of constructs. So working closely with them, but it's a little bit different because it's more, more principles based.
2: So, uh, Hey everybody, this is Ronnie. Uh, I've had the good pleasure of knowing Ula and her team for several years now. And I, I really love, uh, their program. Um, for some of the reasons that you just said, Ula. like I, I love that they separate, uh, uh, That you separate ethics from compliance, that you focus on values and principles, and that you're willing to um, try new things. Um, So uh, full disclosure, I've had the pleasure of working with these guys for a while, and it's been a great experience for me. They are one of uh, uh, the world's most ethical companies for two years in a row, and I think a a large part to the work that you're you're doing, Ula. uh, How's that for flattery to get us started? (laughs) Um, So... Uh, there's a, a fun project that that I wanted to share with this community that you guys have uh, been working on for the last couple of years, um, and it's uh, BMO on the street with actions matterly. I, I wonder if you could start by maybe sharing a quick overview of that project and, and what it is.
0: Right. So a couple of years ago, just looking at our regular communications and our training plan and our platform. For the upcoming year, because we do actually have um, a very, a very specific plan, and 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 trying to make make sure that the messaging that we want to 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 get out gets gets to the right um, parts of our organization, it it struck us that it was kind of boring, and not that we were going to take anything away, because there are some some foundational things that we have to keep on doing. But what can we do that's different to really grab people to excite people. Uh if if one can actually say that uh, about ethics, but and and we had we had spoken to or I had met Ronnie somewhere along the ethics circuit and um just was interested in just discussing what options were there. And also we had seen that some other companies had brought humor into humor in into dealing with very serious topics, and that was for a bank that was still kind of a little bit weird and a little bit strange, but wanted to just see, could, is there anything that we could do that could be interesting? So worked with this company, and they came up with a concept that was kind of man on the street. And man on the street, so if you picture this, and I'll try and set it up, and maybe Ronnie can do a better job, but, but what it is, is there is there's a, um, a roving reporter type of situation, and we've called him Actions Matterly. And the reason we called him Actions Matterly is because words and actions matter. Your words matter a lot and the actions matter probably even more. So Actions Matterly is a character that was, that was created and, and um, played very, very well by an actor. And so he, he, we set up a bunch of interviews with employees. And so the interviews were not the interviews were not scripted. The, the concepts were. So we knew, so there was one on speaking up. There was, there was one on just following the code. There was one on, um, on, um, how do you handle things when there's harassment going on and you are seeing it? So all of these kind of topics that, that one would actually think of. So we had the concepts and actions had very, very, very deliberate questions. But we had employees from within BMO volunteer to to be part of this fun new thing, and we were we were very very gratified that the employees just answered it was, so that part was wasn't scripted that part was more candid, and so they answered candidly based on questions that we had designed and I'm and I'm not sure whether I am doing it justice, but it was it was really great because it just demonstrated uh, an awareness and an understanding from within our employee base so that was. That was just bonus. But also, we filmed. And it, and it was funny. There was a lot of humor. So Action is a character, and he's a comedian. So Everybody's laughing. It was a bit uncomfortable. There were things that were kind of weird. But the messaging was actually still there. And I, and I can't remember now, because it was a couple of years ago, that one, when, when we started. But I think we had either four, four to six little clips that came out of them, about two minutes each. And it just focused on... On different elements and um, and then we've been able to use them again and again and again
2: well so uh, one of the things that I loved about this this concept then is that um, well there's a couple things uh, but the main thing to me is uh, it's it's a it's a character so it, it allows you the ability to maybe say the not so smart thing or maybe some of the things that You know, you hope an employee might not think, but maybe some of them think. So it it sort of protects it protects. uh, You don't have to put that on an employee. You can put it on a a character and get that out. But then it it allows the employee to be the champion, to be the heroes of the piece. And when it comes to speaking up, uh, I personally feel that most of the, the, the things that you see out in the community are it comes from. Uh, leadership or legal and it feels a little preachy because it's some, everybody thinks they have integrity. So you're like, have integrity, you know? Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, the thing that I really enjoyed about this particular project is it, it, it allows the character to say they're not so smart thing and it allows employees to go, no, 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 we are the kind of company that that speaks up and, and reports problems when they, they occur. Um, right. So, uh, That's I, I wanted, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was a bit of a call and response. So actions was kind of out there and our employees without any prompting or without any scripting would be like, no, 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 that's not how it works. This would have to happen. Should you speak up? Always. What if it's your, your, your boss for sure? What if it's your boss's boss? Then we're going to find a way. So it was really gratifying to see how employees actually, all the work that we've been doing for the past four or five years,
2: yeah, that well, that's 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 a great to hear, um, because uh, I feel like there's a lot of people in the community that are still nervous about trying something creative like this. So I, I want people to hear your thought process um, and the things that you were thinking about before diving in um, to help people think through it. Because you obviously over overcame if there was any nervousness to try something, and and it came out well. <laughs> so what was your thought process around um, you know? Entertainment and, and what concerns did you have?
0: One, I mean, there's many good things, but one great thing about our company is is that all the different parts work really well together. We're super collaborative, and we don't we we don't create anything in isolation. So, at the outset, when we started to think about introducing humor, we spoke to our friends in employee relations, HR proper, uh, investigations, compliance legal, corporate communications, marketing, like a lot of people, to just get a sense of this is what we're thinking, what do you think? And the initial reaction, which is probably what, what you're getting at and what's, what's likely common throughout the industry, is that, you know, these are serious issues. These are not things to be made fun of. And at the time that we were doing this, it was just when Me Too was out there, was, was, was just kind of crusting And there was concern that we would be seeing to be trivializing things that are really important. And we also know that people have trouble speaking up. The underlying theme through everything that that we did was speak up. At the end of it, that's what every single episode closed. And we, we know that it takes a lot of courage. We know that it's very difficult. We know that people feel there's very little upside. We know that they just do not trust the system that retaliation is an issue, can be an issue, perceived real or otherwise. And so with all that in, in mind, we're saying, do we really want to make this into a joke? Because this is not a joke, this is super serious. And we need people to realize that we are a company that, that takes these things seriously and that there, there are avenues and, we'll, and we'll, we'll make sure that that things get handled. So with that in mind, it was a bit of back and forth, but I think, you know, Ronnie, you helped uh, to give a bit of perspective of doing it tastefully. The initial, maybe we didn't go as far out there as um, your own creative spirit would have liked us to do, but we got to a place where we said, okay, well, let's just try this. And we always have control. So we always have control in the scripting. In how things turn out. And, and that whole control thing is a big one because like we were, there was worry that we would lose control. And, and also we didn't have employees, there was no scripting. So you didn't know what was going to happen. But we could have at any point, and Ronnie, you didn't know this behind the, the scenes, but at any point, I was ready to just say stop. And we would have just stopped moving, right? So if things weren't going in a way that we were comfortable with, but in the end it was fine and it was great and everybody's a convert and and it uh the humor made it memorable so i have to say that actions is uh is a character that people spoke of and and spoke about and wanted him to come back and wanted him to come on the road <laughs> and it uh it just became a very memorable thing and the notion of speak up
2: that's really uh, wonderful to hear um the uh I always say, uh, like if we talk about the mechanics of it for a second, the um, when you're working with an outside agency, um, in this case ours, uh, we looked at it as our job to push you creatively, and it's your job to say, okay, that's too far. <laughs> and to me, that's the healthy tension, right? You have to learn how what your culture is like, what you are willing to do, and if there's something that we disagree about, we talk about it. Um, you know, you don't want to be a you don't want to roll over on something that you feel like it's important, but you develop hopefully a level of trust between, you know, any collaborating on anything where you can kind of speak your truth and then you come to a consensus. Uh, at least that's how I feel about these projects. Let's talk a little bit about how I, I know you, we've, you've gone into a year two of this campaign, but for the first series of videos, um, how are they deployed and, um, what kind of response did you get?
0: So the videos were made and we released them one after the other with with GAPS on our internal intranet site and with a big splash. And, and so introducing actions, I think we, if I remember correctly, we, we introduced him with the senior leader first. And he was as irreverent with the senior leader, with our general counsel. They sat down and they had a chat about what was going on, and, and so the way that it was introduced to to the organization was that our general counsel sat down with actions and he he like filled them in on what was happening and men on the street and things he had found out about within the organization, and then they they came out that way. So so that was helpful. But we've also used them in um, training. So for instance, if I go out and I speak to uh, to incoming people that are coming in. In, um, in into the bank, or if there's any kind of training on a webinar, we can all we we can just slot them in because they're I think they're like two minutes long maximum. They're pretty they're pretty short. They're right they're right to the point, and it's a way to make what could be an otherwise pretty basic conversation about the code of conduct and conflicts of interest and anti-corruption into a little bit more interesting. Uh, because, uh, you know, we would use the ones about speaking up and, like, where to speak up and then how to actually raise a concern. So we're deploying them again and again. We're using them. We can't just it, – it wouldn't have made sense from a cost point of view to, to, to just have the, the videos and just show them once.
2: Yeah, well, and I uh, I always enjoy – you know, and I'm biased. I just like to make fun, interesting <laughs> content. But uh, the one thing that I particularly enjoy about this, this – um, Concept is that because you're not doing scenario-based filming where you have big sets and lots of characters and actors, it's actually a fairly simple way to to shoot things, and you generate a character that's specific to your brand. Um, so you know you never know how things are going to come out, but we were very uh, careful about it together and producing this where you end up. So now you have a character that when people see it, they think of integrity ethics and speaking up. Um, so the good news about doing this is it generates a lot of content uh, per dollar, and then it, it creates a new educational property that you can leverage in, in other ways. Um, uh, Ula, the, the uh, one of the things I loved about this uh, uh, concept is that you can, you're essentially created a branded character that when people see it, they, uh, they associate it with speaking up and, uh, you know, the, the respect in the workplace and, and it's sort of a fun, positive image associated. That's so why I, I recall, we actually did a, um, a photo shoot with the character and some of your leadership teams so that you like advertising and when not even having a video, you, you have the ability to, um, put actions face up there, shaking hands with leadership and another way to sort of extend, the, uh, uh, the program. So in, in season two, uh, you all came up with the idea of using the character to get underneath the mechanics of how the speak up process works, like what happens after someone speaks up. And we did a live town hall where Actions interviewed you and, and some other people on your, your team. So I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on that.
0: Right. So as I had mentioned earlier, it takes a lot of courage for people to speak up and we figured out and we know that part of that is because they don't know what actually happens when you do speak up how does it work is it that they raise something to their manager or they raise something to ask about their manager and we call the manager the next day and say so you know Sally Sue says that you're doing this and that's not how how things work there's a process and it's integrated and it's um, and the employee is always really protected but with that in mind, we thought it'd be helpful to have the various channels. Um, so we call them channels here. So employees have options of, of, of where they can raise issues, and there's there's the ethics office, there's employee relations, there's the investigations group, and and there's the ombudsman that runs our um, third-party external site. And it's it was important, so we had all four of us sitting up there and actions. There was a request. When he, in the first season, there was a there was a request or a comment that he, that, that he should come to a town hall, which was kind of funny. But <laughs> we actually we actually brought him in to do a town hall. So actions came in and spoke to the four of us about just various pieces of the process. What happens when? How does it work? What should people know? what What do we see? And it was again, it was humorous. And um, there, it, it was live, and it was um, and it was webcast. So people were in the room. It was in a fairly good sized room. So it was a true town hall. And it was also on a webcast. And then that, it allowed, and that was, that was pretty tightly scripted. And that allowed us to talk about the end-to-end process, talk about different pieces of it. And afterwards, take themes from, so people got the benefit of seeing the show live, or seeing it that day. But then we've, then we've spent the next three to four months going through it and, and pulling together, creating actual little snippets again of video on specific themes. So, and, and those have just started being released. The first one came out yesterday. So it's just about we can highlight pieces of it again, and there's also a link to the entire um, webcast. So again, we, can, we anticipate being able to use this for at least another year and a half. And um, it's just a compliment to the initial piece. And there's continuity in the character. So when we put out the invitation for the town hall, people were like, oh, actions. And they signed up right away. And they came down. They, they came to our main office and trying to come see. And people signed up for the webcast. And it was really very good reaction. And he's very well received. It's also a lot of physical comedy, too. So it was kind of funny and hard being, being up there because I'm trying to be serious. But I was dying laughing.
2: <laughs> well so if I may though one of the things that uh that we we try and do on this process is like we really want we want to get to the point where people can hear authentically from you and and the rest of the team you know who you are what you care about what you do to humanize leadership because leadership can be intimidating um so we use the character we actually just treated it like a talk show like if you watch Colbert or Kimmel or Fallon or Seth Myers or any of those things. They, they typically have uh, top 10 lists or desk bits. But then there's an interview where you you get to know whatever a guest. So we, we treated it like that so that the interview section, we may do an interesting prompt uh, just to get an authentic response out of you. But it's really there to tee you up to talk about the things that you wanted to talk about so that it's not a one-way monologue, but a dialogue uh, where you can just in your natural voice and tone, you know, share some important information that people may not have been Well, so let me ask you, have have you gotten to the point where you have measurable results yet? I know anecdotally that things have been great. I'm just curious if you're at the point where um, you've had uh, some results to share.
0: I think, you know, they are anecdotal, but a lot of the results in this space, there are a lot of metrics in this space of, ethics and, and um, conduct are difficult to actually zero in on, but we do know that people are raising more concerns. And they're not raising more concerns because there's more bad things happening, because we we actually follow through and we investigate and we check, but there's a lot of people saying, well, I'm not sure, but, and this is going on, but, and it's just people are feeling a lot more confident and trusting the, the system. So. I would I would say that the actions matterly work is a part of that there's a lot of other things that, that we do on a regular basis but it's it's just one other lever that is is helpful and memorable and um, and definitely is contributing to our success
2: so what advice would you give others who are uh, thinking about uh, who want to tackle this subject or other subjects and are um you know, thinking about doing something more creative, uh, just any general lessons that you would, or advice that you would provide uh, other people who are thinking about not necessarily this creative device, but for
0: um,
2: maybe taking such a serious subject and finding a, a, a creative way in.
0: I don't think people have a choice. You have to figure out how to make this interesting. And especially when you're talking about subjects and topics that are repeated regularly, whether it's annually or more frequently, if you want to catch um, attention and, and keep attention in this age of distraction, it, you need to be different. So you got to figure out what different looks like for your organization. And we took a bit of a risk. It, it, it was very different for us. But in the end, it, it, it was just fresh. And it felt new and it felt, um, dare I say, young. And, uh, and, and it was very helpful. So. I would say you really need to do something a little bit different than you, your regular annual training once again.
2: That's so great. Uh, I, I, I love that that's a, a takeaway message. Uh, obviously, we, I'm, a, I'm off to maybe one side of the opinion where I preach from the raptors these things, but it's helpful to hear about a, a successful experience from a, a, what people might consider a conservative company um, as you say, taking a risk and having some success with it. So uh, I know I was very uh, privileged to be a part of it. Um, Ula, thank you for being on the program. Um, yeah. Uh, so Tom, do you have uh, any other final thoughts to put a, uh, put a button on
1: this uh, conversation? Yeah. In listening to this entire podcast, it really struck me that this entire process, uh, the technical component, uh, town hall component, Thinking through the component, the planning, all really uh, facilitated not a communication up and down, but a a 360 degree dialogue between you, your team, senior management, and the employees. And that the the benefit that you were able to derive was was not simply uh, having the interviews, it was not simply talking to the people. But really uh, having them be able to communicate not only to you, but also to, to management about their concerns, um, frankly, how they were feeling, and a lot of things that you may not get typically in a written survey, would that be a fair assessment?-
0: Absolutely. It, it really opened it opened dialogue. and, and for, for parts of, of the organization that may not have considered, that dialogue is open, because we always say we have an open-door policy. Everybody says that, but people actually felt that that was true.
1: Well, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but uh, Ula, I really wanted to thank you for sharing your experience with Ronnie and I, and uh, I hope we can continue the conversation.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the
2: Creativity and Compliance podcast. We're going to have additional guests coming uh, in future uh, episodes, and if you have a creative a project that you're really proud of, that you want to brag on a little bit, uh, reach out to Tom or I. And um, if you're lucky, we might get to interview you as well. (laughs) Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review.